welcome. Welcome back. Yes. Or welcome for the first time. Oh, yeah. That, that could be true also. If you're just tuning in for the first time, hello. Welcome to It's a Shame. We're so happy to have you. <laughs> yes. Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just cheers. Cheers. We, yeah. Uh, just launched the fifth episode which i consider a mini milestone oh it's a 100 you know, a milestone like if we count everything by fives and tens yeah here we cheers. are cheers mm. oh whiskey <laughs> four roses if you'd like to become a sponsor just reach right out to us because we consume a decent amount of your product and you uh, always help us warm up for this you do you warm my throat you warm my heart you you just you warm everything about me mm-hmm. see four roses this could be you you I could know. be you know you could be uh, <laughs> paying us to talk about you so eloquently <laughs> instead of just getting us to do it for free yeah so uh, here we are. This is episode six now. Yep. And today's topic, as we teased last week, is um, shame about not following up or keeping in touch. Yeah, correspondence shame. You correspondence could say. shame. <laughs> yes, and not because of your terrible handwriting, no. but because of your lack to even write anything by hand yep. or text or leave Call. a voicemail. Yeah, calling. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, so here we are, mm-hmm. middle of October. Yeah, already. That's crazy. Isn't it nuts? Every yeah. time I look at the calendar and I'm just like, I had to look at the calendar tonight. Um, and I was like, holy shit, we're going to be in New Orleans in two weeks. Yes, that's true. But it's also November. Practically. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we're going to blink and it's going to be November. And then I'm like, it'll be November. And then I'm going to be like, oh, happy new year, Lily. <laughs> like, totally. I know this, because uh, this time of year always goes by so quickly for me, uh, for everybody, I think. Um, but like, I just this week decorated my work desk um, for Halloween. I love so it. So I have like all my little spooky things up and a bucket of candy that actually is maybe a bad idea because I'm just <laughs> adding to uh, the diabetes levels of the people who I work with because they all are they love it and they stop by my desk quite frequently to pick up candy and I'm like oh mm. do you have like sugary stuff or like chocolate oh no stuff? it's all chocolate Ooh. yeah I've got like big packs of like there's Snickers and Baby Ruth and um Ooh. Twix I'm and, here for this yeah see those are the stuff. ones that get me like when people have the bowls full of like the Skittles or like the Smarties, stuff like that. Like I'm not attracted to that, yeah. but oh my God, Snickers, mm-hmm. stop. Just, I, I can't. Oh, and Butterfinger. Love and Butterfinger. Twix. I said Twix and my heart like sped up a little bit. I love, I've always loved Twix. Yeah. That damn shortbread cookie is just too good. It is. It's the crunch. And yeah. then the caramel. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Twix, you also could be a sponsor. So I'm just. <laughs> Brought to you by Four Roses and Halloween Candy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also how I'm getting through life these days. So, <laughs> speaking of, how was your day? My day was good. Um, I took the day off because yesterday I did some. I did a day I didn't of travel. That. Oh yeah, I was off today. Oh, yeah. Um, so yesterday I went to Oakland uh, for some union organizing work, um, volunteering for the union and fighting the power. Uh, how was it? It was good. It was really nice. I flew into Oakland super early. And uh, did some bargaining uh, for trying to get pay differential on weekends, nights, and holidays. Mm-hmm. Something shouldn't even be fighting us on. Right. Um, but that's fine. 
Um, so yeah, it's, uh, so I did some union organizing and then I flew back last night and I was like, I probably should take the next day off cause I'm going to be tired. And mm. I was right. I yeah. was exhausted today. So, um, yeah, so I, I lounged until I felt ready to get up and then I tried to like start tidying the house and that didn't go very far. And But that's good actually. I think that that is something that you shouldn't do on your day off. I know. I know. I saw my therapist today and, um, that was what we talked about. Like my difficulty with sitting still mm. and you know, I'm just like, Oh, like I, I was, cause I read on the flight. Um, Ooh, always a luxury. So nice. And I got so much reading done and, um, I'm reading the book that you and I both agreed we would read in its entirety before we Ooh. started the podcast, uh. which is Brene Brown's. I thought it was just me, but it isn't. Um, I need to get back into it. It's I, so good. I and know. we knew it would be. I know. And I I got it on my Kindle and then I let my Kindle battery die and then I lost the cord for a while. And then I just recently found it and it's actually currently charging. I can see the little green light on my Kindle right now. So I'm <laughs> going back to it very soon. Yeah, it's it was great. It was like such, it's been like such a nice read. I'm, I'm not finished yet, but um, it's really inspiring. I was like taking notes while I was writing because I feel like so much of the foundation of the podcast and so many of our talking points, like it felt like it almost felt like it was affirmation that we're like kind of going in the right direction. Just reading her mm-hmm. talk about shame versus humiliation versus embarrassment oh, yeah. and just kind of like differentiating those things. And it was funny because she actually mentions at one point um, her own shame around lack of correspondence and not following mm-hmm. up and not. Yeah. So. So it's not just us. It's not just <laughs> us. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I read and I really enjoyed it. And uh, um, I was telling my therapist, I was like, I really need to do that more. And she was like, well, have you carved out time to do that today? Hmm. Well, no, but I did carve out time to like unload the dishwasher and reload it. And hmm. it's like, why? I need to like prioritize slowing down because hmm. I have to force it. I don't just do it naturally. I'm the opposite. I have to like force myself to remember that all the things that I should be doing instead of like winding down, which is like my natural state, I think. Yeah. It's just, oh, let's sit on this couch and read a book. Yeah. Which is nice. See, I need more of that. I need Uh more of that and like less of the kind of, oh wait, this needs to be done. That needs to be done. Only we could swap brains for a day. I know. Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh, I would just read. I did the crossword. I thought of you. Uh, and I awesome. was just like, yeah, it felt so good. It's I my was happy like, place. It's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. So it was good. It was a good day yesterday, good day today. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to going home in a couple weeks. And I am looking forward to, um, I guess, following you home in a couple of weeks <laughs> and tagging along. Yeah, I, I cannot wait. I think we're going to have, we're just going to have so much fun. Yeah, I'm it'll thrilled. be a good time. Yeah. We're going to be there for Halloween. So Ooh. we are planning our costumes and we're going to be doing some crafting this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll definitely ready. have to post pictures on social so uh, yeah, everybody 100%. can see, see the results. The big reveal. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So n- not much. I mean, how was your day? How's your week been? It's been busy. Uh, things are ramping up at work. So like some of our clients who, you know, have been kind of on hold um, are all starting up at the same time. So uh, it's been a lot of, you know, just trying to stay organized and a little bit stressful. Uh, nothing too crazy. I did realize that on the way home, though, I had um, something that frequently happens to me 
I was going to say, why does it frequently happen to me? But I know exactly why, because uh, I'm an awkward person. It's mm. awkward <laughs> encounters with strangers. Mm. So I was <laughs> driving home and I was parked at a red light and I like had both my hands on the wheel and like, I just like let out like the hugest yawn because I was just tired decompressing. After sure. Work. But it was one of those yawns that's like. You're fully mouth open, like cannot stop it. You're like, really your jaw going might with be it. locked. Like yeah. it's insane. The one where you unhinge your jaw. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was happening. And um, oh, ding, text. Um, yeah, so but there was this man crossing the crosswalk in front of my car, and like as I'm like fully open mouthed, he's just looking at me. While walking and, like, not breaking his gaze at all. What? It was really bizarre, but I couldn't do anything about it. At the time, I kind of froze because I was like, I really want to close my mouth right now because I feel like he's staring into my soul. <laughs> and, like, but I cannot, and he's not looking away. And also, I don't know why I was, like, gripping the steering wheel, so I didn't just put my hand over my mouth. But I was just, like... Because you were in an unguarded moment. Yeah, and he was just looking at me, like, while walking, which was Sir, so bizarre. Please. And, like, did that thing that, like, even after he had passed me, had to turn his head to keep mm, looking mm. at me. And like, how long was this yawn? It was long. And I was just trying, like, no, close your mouth. I mean, but that that's like the truest, like, unguarded moment when you're, you're not covering your mouth because you're in the car and you're doing the unhinged jaw mm. yawn and you're gras- grasping the steering wheel because it's going to be a good, wholehearted yawn. Well, and also, I really, really, really hate when people look into my mouth. Mm. Like, I don't know why that in particular, it makes me feel really vulnerable, I guess. And I just, I don't like it. I think that that's why I don't have like, I don't laugh with my mouth open. I don't open, I don't know. I just, Yeah. Do you, um, what is the thing that they have to check at the doctor's? Is it the uvula or whatever? Is it like in the back of your throat, that thing? Hate it. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I don't, yeah. Hmm. I'm not, I'm trying to think about people looking in my mouth and I can think about like the dentist, which I loathe. Yeah. And then also when the doctor does it, I don't mind, but I'm always worried I have terrible breath. Mm -hmm. That's my thing with like any kind of open mouth situation. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely that. But I don't know why. I don't know what it is. It's like no particular thing that I can pinpoint other than I just feel vulnerable. I don't like it. Well, because your mouth mouth. is open. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I also, I'm never one of those people who would be, you know, a lot of people would be like, do I have anything in my teeth? And they'll show you their teeth. Mm-hmm. I would never do that. I am that person. But only <laughs> Lots with of people like are. I just you can't do it. And only with like you and Jamie and then like, if I'm with like my sister or like, you know what I mean? Like people I'm close to that I trust. Yeah. I'm lying to you. I will do that with anyone. Because as soon as I said it, I realized that like, if I'm wondering if I have shit in my teeth, yeah. like it's, it's usually because... I'm concerned about the stranger I'm about to meet or right. like a work thing where like I'll turn to a coworker and just be like, do I have anything in my teeth? I don't, just because I feel like I need that safety guard. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. No, I won't do that. <laughs> also years of being a vegetarian and eating beans. Oh. And apparently there's nothing that gets more stuck in my teeth than the skin of beans. Oh. And so, yeah, it's. And just various green things in general. Yeah, one hundred lettuce, mm-hmm. any kind of. I feel like if I'm eating anything with cilantro in it, it's gonna find its oh, way into my teeth. For sure. Yeah. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, awkward encounters with strangers. I just I have them all the time. So I'll keep you posted and updated. On, yeah. On my next adventure. <laughs> it was just one of those moments where I was like, oh, why is this happening? And I really wish that it weren't. 
You know, I did, I, speaking of awkward encounters with strangers, I did something that I was like super proud of, um, on the flight back from Oakland to San Diego. Um, I was sitting next to a guy who, um, was going back to San Diego as well. And he was like trying to make small talk with me. Nope. Yeah. And I really wanted to just read my book. And I also had had some, cause I got there early. So I'd had some wine at the airport bar and I felt good about the day that I had had. So I was kind of like unwinding and like, I was kind of like buzzed and had on my headphones and the sun was getting ready to mm. set and he's trying to be chatty. Mm-hmm. And like he kept, and then I put on my headphones and I was like, I told him and I felt so like secure and like just proud of myself. I was like, I was like, I'm actually just going to listen to some music. And I was like, enjoy the flight and like put my headphones nice. in. Yeah. And it good just felt you. really good to like set a boundary yeah. and then just be like, hey, I'm going to listen to some music. You do you, boo. Right. Like, I'm not here for it. And then if he keeps talking to you, it's very rude. Yeah, exactly. Because I've already said, I've established. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. And I was like, hey, no, you know, no bad vibes, bruh. Mm. Enjoy the flight. Right. <laughs> but also, like, I have my Liz Fair on over here <laughs> and, you know, polyester bride is better than I remember. So just let me have this moment with the sunset. Please. Excellent. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. It's funny because uh, I, in those moments, I usually don't have to have moments like that um, on flights and public transportation. I don't know. I think it's because I spent so many years doing it. I've gotten just really, really, really good at um, putting off the vibe that I don't want you to talk to me. And usually people don't. Yeah. <laughs> like I just have that vibe for whatever reason. Just don't talk to me. Don't even try it. It's not going to happen yeah. probably. Which You're I like, guess is a good segue <laughs> into um, non-correspondence with people because, yeah. It's it's a thing. And it's something I think about because there are people that I love dearly that I think about all the time, all the time, but that I don't reach out to. And I know for a fact that it's related to the thing that we started talking about at the beginning of the episode for me, which is that I... I'm moving constantly. Mm. And if if I'm texting you and I'm there and I'm in the moment and good, I'm with it. But very often what happens is so so there's two sides, right? There's when people reach out to me, which is like somebody will text me and I I try to respond right away. But sometimes what winds up happening is I respond, we have a text correspondence and something comes up right? Mm-hmm. Something around me, I'm working. Because when you're text, I mean, when I'm texting, I'm generally not like in my bed laying on my back texting with all the time in the world. It's right. like there's shit going on around me. Mm-hmm. So I get distracted and then I either drop the thread and then I'm like, fuck. And then later I realize, and then I'm like, do I go back now? What do I do? I hate that. But then there's also randomly when someone does text me and I'm in the middle of something else and I'm excited to see it. And then I'm like, I should stop right now and text back. But I don't, and mm-hmm. I keep I move on to the next thing, which is my folly, you know. Yeah. Like I I just go go go. Yeah, I, and then all of the sort of emotions that come later when you realize like, oh, I didn't respond or get back to that person or yeah. Yeah, and or, I don't want them or to give it it like its due attention. Yeah, and I don't want them to think that like I um. I don't care or that I'm dismissive of them in, in any way or even forgetful of them in any way. It's it's like – and then the shame piece comes in because then I start being like, 
I am such an asshole. Yeah. I am like way too distractible. Like I don't invest in people enough. Da 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 da. And then I have to like remind myself like it's the struggle for me is like setting a boundary, right? And not being like too invested, like to the point where family, we mm-hmm. can talk about that later, but mm-hmm. like where I feel there's this feeling like I should always be in constant contact mm-hmm. versus like, okay, like I need to set a boundary because like <clears throat> I can't, I can't live this way. I can't constantly be calling and texting. And yeah, I like, mean, I think that like, um, it's interesting because of course, like you have different rapports with different people and the way that you normally communicate with them is, is always different, but I'm kind of like an all or nothing person in a lot of senses and mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So I'm either really prepared to be, to have like a really in-depth, long emotional conversation or I'm not. Yeah. And very often it's hard for me to do those middle ground things where it's, you know, just sort of like keeping in touch texts. And, yeah. Um, oh, you know, just, hey, responding to, you know, this question that you had and, you know, that might have spurred like a bigger conversation or whatever, but I didn't really think that I had the time, whatever. It's like, I like to have know that I have enough time to devote to the thing in front of me that I think it deserves, right? Yeah. And if that is not the case, I almost ignore things completely, which is not a good balance and has served me not well in many instances. And I try to change it, but I think it's just so difficult to change like stuff like that that's so ingrained. Yes, 100%. And yeah, I mean, the piece of it for me is just like, again, like these are people that matter to me and I want to be corresponding with them, but I'm also like... It's hard for me to find the right time, place, mm-hmm. and I do so much better in person. Mm-hmm. Like, I am – I prefer to – when I am with someone that I'm excited to see, like, I am invested in you. I want to spend time with you. I want to look at you, your face and drink in your lovely aura. Like, I want to <laughs> be, like, with you if it's somebody that I haven't seen in a long time, yeah, especially. Totally. Same. Um, texting is hard, and – I do the middle ground and I don't do it well Mm. because I feel like there's this thing where I'm like, I don't want them to think this about me, that I'm not invested, that I don't care. Mm. But then I have to like remind myself again, like things that I tell my clients, which is like, you are not responsible or beholden to someone else's interpretation of who they think you are. Mm. Like, just because someone is like, well, I thought that you were this. It's like, well, you may have been mistaken, Mm -hmm. you know? And also, like, friends and people that you love in your life are the kind of people, especially I I would hope as we get older, are maybe doing their own version of the same thing. Yeah. Where there's a level of forgiveness where it's just kind of like – or not even forgiveness, but – Understanding. Acknowledge – yeah, kind of – yeah. Yeah, no, I I totally – I think that um, that's interesting because – Sort of the more you see people, the less um, you have to structure the communication that you have with them, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Because Mm -hmm. there's just more like of a natural rapport and you kind of like, oh, you'll get this if I'm a little bit short in this text message or like if I don't respond like at length because I just saw you and I'm going to see you soon. And so you don't have to like have that sort of like extra level of uh, conversational effort. 
yeah. or work. Yeah. Um, again, the, though, like that can get tricky because, you know, relationships of every kind are difficult and communication is always a learning process, especially with the people who you're close to. Mm-hmm. But there is sort of that like casualness that comes when you've just been around people a lot and you know what's up with them already and you don't really have to kind of be as uh, attentive Yeah. And it kind of, I mean, you saying this kind of raises like, I'm kind of like, oh, this is bringing up some things, like some thoughts for me. One of which is like, if you're going to give me shit, which I've had these people in my life about like, and then you don't follow up and I don't hear from you Mm. and da, 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 da. It's like, I never go at anybody like that ever. You know what? If I don't hear from you and I've reached out a couple times, like I assume you're busy. Like right. I'm not writing a narrative in my head where I'm like, fuck this person. They're done with me. I just assume their life looks a lot like mine mm-hmm. where it's like, it's just hard to be in regular communication with people. Right. And like when, and also the device that you're very often using to contact people with your smartphone where you're like texting or Instagram messaging. So distractible. Yeah. Like, it is a a distraction. Like, so it's not exactly like you're sitting on, like, a landline telephone in your bedroom. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you're you're using a medium that is, like, by default, like, distractible. Like, it's just kind of... So, I don't know. I I just kind of think either people get distracted or whatever. And if, like, I'm upset that somebody hasn't gotten back to me, I really... I don't think I I come in hot, like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. I think it's more of a, like, like, you... You've been busy or not even. I think I'm just like, let's find a time. Mm -hmm. But I also, as I'm saying this, realize I also don't ever do that. I don't really ever. Like schedule time. um, I do with some people. There there are people in my life that, uh, and it doesn't happen very regularly, but it's just like we, we enjoy each other's company and we don't. Uh, have the luxury of seeing each other as much as we'd like. Mm. And so it's kind of like when we do cross paths, it's like, no, because I want to hear more about this and now it's not the time, but like when works for you. Right. And, I, and I've done that with people in the past. Like, okay, next Tuesday at 7, I'm calling you and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, something along the lines of of this device that's distractible and in our hands all the time. But I think that that's another part of why it's easy to get offended when people don't respond to you right away. Mm-hmm. It's because you know, or, you know, they know that you have, and you know that they have their device on them at all times. They probably saw your text message. They probably saw that phone call yeah. and declined it or whatever. You know, it's not like it's, you're easily missed any, yeah. anymore. Yeah. So I think that there's that like extra level of expectation, but maybe sometimes without the, uh, I mean, I think for the most part, I don't know, maybe that's not true, but like some people <laughs> don't have like the grace to just be like, well, I also am not consistently all the time, like returning texts and phone calls and, yeah. you know, being my own secretary. yeah taking messages and making schedules and well it's hard I mean like you're doing a million things at one time all the time again the smartphone like just today I was like making a grocery list while doing something else and I'm like yeah stop one thing at a time yeah okay yes so on one thing at a time 
I don't know, and, and you know, maybe it's just my old-fashionedness, but I find it incredibly rude when I'm hanging out, especially one-on-one -on -one with a friend, and they, like, answer a phone call that's not, like, an emergency, like, oh my God. in front of you, and then you're just kind of, like, yes. sitting there and waiting, and, and not even, like, answer it, and then just be like, hi, I'm with a friend right now, I just, you know, to let yeah. you know, can I call you back, maybe, can we yeah. make a time, whatever, yeah. but, like, it's just happened in the past where, you know, people have just, like, answered phone calls when you're like meeting up with them to like have a one-on-one -on -one like hang and then they take like a 20-minute phone call and you're yeah. like well Sorry. this is different yeah did you want to hang out with them right and me right put them on speaker then I was like you know and I mean not even like that's an option but I mean I'm just saying like no yeah 100% like when you're with somebody and they answer the phone or when they're sitting across from you just like just texting, texting. The worst. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you it had doesn't. other things to do. Yeah. And especially like like if I'm with you or anybody else, like if I get a phone call, first things first, I mean, not, this is just me and how I'm wired. I immediately announce who it is. I'm just mm -hmm. like, oh, it's so-and-so or, oh, I don't know this number or I think – I feel like it's almost like another person walked in the room. Right. Like, that's how I look at it. Right. Like, it, and I've always and felt that And instead of just way. letting the person remain a mystery to everyone who's yes, there. Yes, which I feel like is so rude. Yeah. And you don't have to tell me who it is, but at least, at least do me the very good, kind favor of saying, excuse me, I have to take this. Right. And exactly. step away. Right. And step away. And mm -hmm. if you answer the phone at the dinner table, Oof. I just can't <laughs> I just can't no, and I'm that's terrible step away step yeah. away if you have to do it and there are circumstances in this life where you have to right I've done it I can think of a specific example with you and Steph and Jamie where we were having dinner and I got a call that was very important oh, right. and I had to say excuse me and step outside of the restaurant for and a we bit we were all really mad yeah, furious when I came back. So they angry. left. I had to get a lift. And no. we made you pay the we bill. They left the bill for me. They bought a $400 bottle of wine. Um, no, it's, yeah. but like if you, there are ways to handle it. Yeah, totally. Well, and I think, okay, so I, I think bringing that up it, because it's not an excuse for why I don't answer the phone a lot of the time or don't text back a lot of the time, but there have been people in my life who get very frustrated that I would not like respond the second that they called or, you know, the minute that they texted. And it was because I was with other people and mm. like my friends are a big part of my life and I hang out with them quite often. And so sure. like, in-person stuff was, you know, just a big part of my life. And so I just would never in the middle of that start texting or calling somebody or answer the phone call or, yeah. you know, whatever. And so I think that like, that's just a frustrating sort of balance problem where it's just difficult to say like, okay, I have this much of my life devoted to, you know, for, well, first of all, work yeah. and then after work activities and then to also make time for, you know, phone and text correspondence and then in person, you know, and, and I, when do you find time? And I abandon it sometimes, yeah. my phone. Like I just, like if I, like for example tonight, like you and I are both coming off of like um, pretty long work days and 
Um, I mean, I didn't work. I mean, I did work. I saw clients, but like I didn't like work. So that's not even true. Uh, regardless, we're both tired. Yeah. And I, my phone is like in your dining room. Mm-hmm. Like it's nowhere near me. Like, oh, yeah, where's mine? I don't know. The, it's on a bookshelf somewhere. The ding you heard earlier, dear listener, um, is because I get my texts on my laptop and I didn't turn the volume off. <laughs> but I did. I did after that. Um, but yeah, so like I, um, it's over there. Like, it's away. Right. And, like, when we get done with this, um, usually we do, like, a, we talk, we decompress, we talk about the episode, we usually go outside, get fresh air. And I will not look for my phone unless there's, like, a reason. Like, right. I'm like, oh, I should let Jamie know. Or, like, I just – sometimes mm-hmm. I just leave it. Like, I abandon yeah. it. I do that so often. And, you know, I think we've talked about this before on this podcast and and me feeling like sort of shame around taking mental health days or just, you know, ignoring life and just kind of cocooning for a while. I, you know, and part of doing that is not having my phone on me or around me. And I just kind of, I don't even sometimes purposefully do it. I just don't have it around and I don't even think about it. And, you know, sometimes I feel bad about that because it's just like, oh, I, I was being so completely selfish that I didn't even really think that, you know, what if somebody was trying to get a hold of me for an emergency reason mm-hmm. or any of those things. But sometimes it's just, I just do that. And then, you know, it's just something that I think friends have kind of gotten used to about me. But therein also lies a lot of sort of, I don't, I don't know, just guilt and shame because I'm like, it's something that you have to get used to about me. I'm like, oh yeah, Lily does that. Like, yeah. You'll get used to it. Like a new friend would be like, okay, just so you know, sometimes Lily's not dead. She just won't <laughs> respond for four days. Yeah. I mean, and, and I know like when you're taking a break, I can usually tell, like I'll text you and then like, like a certain hour threshold goes by. And then I'm just like, she doesn't have her phone. But if I were, like, worried, then I would, like, reach out to your wife, obviously. But, like, it's usually just like, oh, she doesn't have her phone. And it's sometimes, like, on a Sunday or something when I'm just like, oh, she's taking, like, a personal, like, mental health day. Like, she's not near the phone. But then I do that a lot in the evenings, too, where, like, I just will put it away. And the other thing about my phone is since I've had a cell phone, it does not make noise. Oh, right. It vibrates. Yeah. Mine's always off. Always. Yeah. I cannot stand a dinging or ringing phone for me in my life. Except on the laptop. Except on a laptop. <laughs> because I forget to turn off the volume because we were jamming out to Salt and Peppa before we started the episode. And I forgot to turn the sound off. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. My, my sound is never on either. Um And, you know, another part of it, too, is that, you know, a lot of people are constantly on their phones because they're on social media a lot. And so they actually see things when they come in. And, you know, I'm a little bit more on social media now because of, like, you know, promoting the podcast and, you know, trying to get that stuff out there. But I took a social media (laughs) Which, boy, has been its own, you guys. Fun times thing. We're we're trying so not hard. (laughs) (laughs) We're just really half-assing it. We're figuring it out. Yeah. We'll get our plan together soon. Yeah, one of these days. Yeah, you know, when we have time. Yeah, when I'm not texting all of you back, assholes. Um, no. <laughs> but yeah, like taking a social media break, it was, I mean, I was actually for mental health reasons, just because of politics and the news and whatnot. But within that, I did found, 
find like a lot of wonderful space to just put my phone down and not think mm-hmm. about it and not worry about it. But then therein lies the problem of people are like, cool. Yeah. You haven't gotten back to me in a long ass time. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, you know, sorry. Yeah. Well, it's also like, I, sorry, I was in the middle of living my life, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and, and I, and I give other people the same grace. Mm. Like if you're not getting back to me, unless I've texted you something really heavy where I'm just like, right. Hey, it's important that we talk soon and right. da, 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 da. Like if it's just me, like, hey, remind me of the place we went to dinner that time when we were blah, blah. You know, like I mm. like there's it's contextual. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, so okay, can I'm- I segue us really quickly into like a conversation about. Um, OK, so there are. So we were talking about phones and how our phones don't make noises. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God. There are some of the most annoying sounds in the world, which are um, people's iPhone ringers and dings for their cell phones. Uh huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Okay. Really quickly, can we just take a detour and can I tell you that the grasshopper or whatever the fuck that cricket is, is my least favorite. Oh. Like when somebody's phone starts ringing and it's the cricket, uh, yeah. I'm just like, what? Why that? But that's their life. They get to choose. <laughs> but I'm like, what ringer? And part of the reason I can't do the ringer is I just can't find one that would ever be pleasing to me. Oh, yeah. They all stress me out. Yes. I, I hate all of them. And then it's just a reminder that... I'm going to fail at getting back to somebody. <laughs> it's, it's just a, like a, like a, an ding, auditory reminder. That you're like, going to disappoint someone soon. Yeah. Ding. Guess who else you're disappointing. I, and I tried um, to do the fun spaceshipy one at one point. That's like, ooh. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And at first ooh, it was yeah. kind of fun. No, and then, And then like within 48 hours, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what do you, Area 51? Calm down. Like, and also it was just annoying and I don't know. Yeah, any sound on a phone, I just can't. Uh, I agree. Um, So I I was just remembering um, a circumstance where my extreme um, ability to forget about my phone was actually really bad. Mm. And it was, okay, so when I was in college... I had a cell phone. It was like oh, early days, kids. I think it might have been a Nokia, um, a flip phone for those of y'all. <laughs> I don't. I think it might have been pre-flip. Was it just the little brick? The little blue. Yeah, the little blue, blue brick with the brick. tiny little antenna. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did it have an antenna? I it was like know. a little chubby antenna on yeah, the top. Yeah, yes, it was that one. Um, so I, I did have a cell phone, but I was really, really, really lagging because I did not want one. Um, my dad got me one for emergency purposes when I was in college. And anywho, uh, so it was summertime in college and I was living with my boyfriend at the time and his parents had a river cabin mm. uh, on the McKinsey River. And nice. yeah, it was lovely and beautiful. And neither of us had jobs at the time. And so we stayed up there for like, ooh, like most of the summer. Nice. Yeah. However, I want to hear when we go offline. I want to yeah. hear way more. Oh, about this I will summer. definitely tell you about it. Yeah. It was amazing. It was like one of the best How old times were you? ever. Uh, like a sophomore in college. Oh, that's the perfect time for something like that. Yeah, it was great. There was a hammock. Oh, and done deal for you. It was lovely, lovely, lovely. Tell you what, if you ever want to take Lily on vacation and she's on the fence, just get a place with a hammock. True that. 
I mean, like, honestly, a hammock will change the game. A hammock, a river, and maybe a hot tub. Mm. Those will definitely get me wherever you want me to go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so any, anyway, we, we kind of just, like, had a lost summer. It was a few weeks. It was a good few weeks. And, oh, Lord, scared the crap out of my mom. Oh, no. <laughs> because she had been, like, calling me and calling me and trying to get a hold of me. And, like, my little crappy cell phone, I think I just, like, stopped plugging it in. So, you know, <laughs> it didn't, you know, work. And then I wasn't answering. I had a landline in my uh, really sad apartment in, in Eugene, Oregon. I wasn't answering that because it wasn't there. Did she know you were going away? No, no, no. No, oh, no. No. So you just went off the grid. It wasn't planned. Yeah, I was totally off the grid and also just not paying attention to phones and not thinking to call anyone because I was just sort of like, well, you're a sophomore in college. I'm just doing my own thing. So my mom like is freaking out, calling me, and she so she ends up calling my landlord and like trying to get access to my apartment. My landlord's like, "That's oh illegal, gosh. so absolutely not. Um, we will not grant you that." And so she ended up like going to the apartment complex next to my apartment complex that like abutted my window mm-hmm. and like trying to look inside of my like apartment to see if I oh had my died. Oh my god, Linda. I know. My poor mother, I probably like almost gave her a heart attack and like when I just like sauntered back into town and plugged my cell phone in, like there were so <laughs> many messages from her. She had been freaking <laughs> she had like like got my aunt involved. I think she might have tried to call the cops and they were just like, we don't know, lady. Did she put out like a missing persons or anything? I don't know exactly because, yeah. But that was like, just that's an example of how extreme I can get yeah. about like not paying attention and just kind of going off the grid. Yeah. And how you should not do that and freak everybody but, but out. There's a difference though because those are early cell phone days. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've got like, yeah, I have those memories of like when you just forgot to carry a cell phone or like you had it, but you'd forget to plug it in because it was like such a new accessory. Yeah. And it was like, and also you didn't want to be reached. So I totally didn't Part of it was reached. maybe subconscious where you're just like, or not even subconscious conscious where you're yeah. just like, I'm not plugging this in because- right. I'm here, and this is the here and now. And at the time, I was just sort of, uh, what's the big deal? Like, what do you care? I was just gone for a while. I don't know. And now, you know, as a reasonable reasonable adult with, like, a fully formed frontal cortex, I'm like, that is horrifying. How could <laughs> yeah. you do that to your mother? No, you were, <laughs> yeah, you were a sophomore in college. I, I mean, I'm, yeah. But it was a glorious time, I will say that. Yeah, I I am very excited to learn more. But like yeah. on the note of family, like I family is one of the things where it's like I feel like I I oscillate between like guilt and shame yeah. about like my interaction with them. Like sometimes I just feel generally guilty, but yeah. I'm like I should be checking in more. I should be doing and sometimes it transitions and it's not just like, I should be doing this. I should be calling. Like, I feel badly that I didn't call or like, you know, I should call more. And then sometimes that will just morph into like, I'm a really shitty daughter. And like, I don't deserve such a supportive family because I don't echo their sentiments. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? And But then it's, it's like, I also feel like I've kind of gotten, for the most part, gotten past that because... I've realized that like I'm kind of like at a at a stasis, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like with my family, where it's like I reach out to them, 
they reach out to me. Sometimes we're like good. Sometimes like we don't talk for a while. We're always good, but like yeah. sometimes we're we're more in contact. Yeah, and then other times we're not. Right. And I, yeah, that seems like a good thing though. Like there's always ebb and flow about like what pe- what's happening in people's lives and sort of like yeah. your capacity for certain types of conversations. Because I think um, something that is tricky with family sometimes because and especially family who doesn't live around one another so you're not seeing each other Mm -hmm. very often uh so you don't have just sort of that natural like oh remember when this happened or we have to check in about seeing each other on thursday or like we're gonna you know plan our trip to the beach or whatever yeah you know so without those little things Mm -hmm. sometimes it's difficult to keep in contact with People who you don't really have, like, immediate uh, stuff in common or stuff to say. Yeah. and Or you're not, like, about to, like, have, like, these long, uh, in-depth conversations. It's just sort of, like, checking in a little bit. Yes. And I think part of it for me is rooted in the fact that, you know, I was raised primarily by a single mom and I have a younger sister and... My mom and I were very much enmeshed for a large portion of like my childhood, adolescence, young adulthood. And there was a point when I was in college where we would talk, I'm not even kidding, like every day on the phone, Mm -hmm. sometimes like more than once a day. Like she was my touchstone for everything. And Mm. for it was, it's really, really beneficial for both of us. Um, I don't know that she would agree with me on that. Uh, maybe she would, but when I started doing therapy in my early twenties and started like kind of severing that bond and not talking to her as often and realizing that like maybe my mom wasn't the best person to be my touchstone, maybe I should be able to kind of like check in with myself and self-regulate and all of those kind of things. Mm. So there's some part of me that had to like create a division and communication and just say like, I feel like calling her right now, but maybe I just need to be like still with myself and figure out what I'm feeling and like check in. Hmm. And that was like a learned thing for me again. Well, did, hmm, that's interesting. Did you feel like maybe you were relying on her too much and it was like a burden on her? Or? No, it, it was not a burden on her. I think that, from the time I was, I was like a small kid, like, um, she, yeah, I think her situation was such that she got married super young and she had, I was, I'm her first, uh, her oldest. And I think it was like, she had a buddy and Mm. I feel like I, I thank her for that because in a lot of ways I feel like part of the reason I'm communicative and like able to be an extrovert and kind of force myself to do it even when I don't want to is like, she kind of threw me in very early to like these adult situations and adult conversations because like I was her friend. I was her daughter, but I was also like in this role. And as a result, I grew up with that. So I grew up super fast. Yeah. Um, But then once I got to a point developmentally where I was starting to be like, this isn't serving me because I can't, there were certain relationships at that point in my twenties that probably could have evolved more rapidly than they did, but my mom was my best friend. Oh, right. I see. So it was like, and then I started to kind of have to like put a division there to kind of separate something between the two of us. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, it was really, really challenging. And then I had to kind of like make calls about like, what do I want to do from here? And I still, I mean, to this day, like love her and respect her opinion. Like, Mm -hmm. and we have like this relationship that started so kind of like, close and intimate you know and like again enmeshed I keep using that word Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. but it was and so setting boundaries anytime you're in a relationship with someone where the communication is pretty constant yeah and you rely upon each other very strongly it's hard Mm -hmm. then to limit your correspondence or to cut back see I think it's interesting because you know my my mom and I were kind of like very close when I was younger and then kind of drifted more apart in you know high school and college which is natural forgot about her Uh, no but that's also like kind of what you're supposed to do yeah but I mean I think that uh part of the sort of reason why I would do something like not contact her for many weeks at a time was just because without sort of being mature enough to say I need to set a boundary. I need space. Here, and I need I, a break. Or, or, yeah, and I just need to figure out who I am on my own and figure out my own life and figure out how to take care of myself because I was the youngest. So, you know, mm. that comes with a whole bunch of stuff of, like, being way more taken care of than yeah. the older child who kind of has to help take care. Um, you know, so learning how to do those things, it was very much just sort of, like, just I just stopped communicating, just stopped to build a boundary or yeah. A, you know, but that's not necessarily a very healthy way to go about it. You were using the tools that you didn't have, if that makes any sense. Right, <laughs> like you, right, you didn't right. yet know how to utilize, like, how do I set a firm boundary? Right. So it was like, I just didn't plug my phone. I was doing something that I think needed to happen. <sighs> uh, bless you. Thank um, you. But without knowing how to really do it in a thoughtful way. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I think that I did it later in life in a very thoughtful way but it was also hard because yeah. communication and relationships between mothers and daughters and they and so I'm so complex I'm not a mother like I can only talk about it from the perspective of being a daughter but yeah. and and I I value so much that I had that kind of close relationship with my mom I really do mm-hmm. I mean there are reasons though that kids move out of the house right, right? right. you know what I mean and there yeah. are reasons that you make a conscious decision to say like okay I'm going to separate now yeah you know and do my own thing and so you know I'm in a place now where I'm, I'm very much like past that and it just becomes now yeah now it's more like I continue not even to set a boundary, but to find a way in a time that's meaningful to still stay in contact with my family. I think that, yeah, that's a really fascinating thing that changes and grows, like, as as you get older, but also just, like, throughout your life, it just has different meanings and different... Um, it just takes on different roles in terms of how you're communicating with the people uh, who raised you or, yes. you know, your siblings and and those things. It, it morphs and changes. And I think keeping keeping up with that sometimes is, is difficult and keeping um, responsibility in it is a hard – keeping share of responsibility, yeah. I guess, is a hard It's thing. hard. Because, you know, I think it's happened a lot in, in 
for me, you know, just because of my really terrible, uh, keeping in touch abilities, um, where I feel like I, I wonder sometimes because I just sort of consider my family like, oh, we don't really do like birthday cards. We're not like mm-hmm. birthday people. We're not like card people. But then I'm like, maybe they are. And they just aren't with me because I've never reciprocated. Because it's been yeah. like kind of random. Like sometimes we are, sometimes we aren't. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And then I'm like, maybe they all are with each other. And I just don't know because I was like, oh, Lily doesn't want to hear from us. Yeah, I I have the same thing. Like, and I I completely understand your sentiment. Like, because I feel like, you know, and going back to like what Mother Brene talked about in the book, where she's just like, she's like, so I learned that maybe I'm not always good at this. And I stocked up on a bunch of belated birthday cards and also regular timing (laughs) birthday cards. And I was like, but it was such a an interesting thing to be like, that's one thing you can kind of set down and let go of, like in yeah. the laundry list of shit you feel like shameful about. It's kind of like, yeah. and also like the people around you, family, friends, hopefully love you, honor you enough to when you say like, hey, this isn't personal or hey, after the fact, this wasn't personal. I just got caught up. Like I just got distracted and I'm sorry that I missed that. Yeah, I mean, and, like, not to take it to, like, too dark a place, but I feel like all of that stuff is totally possible until it's not, you know, like, because I think all the time, sorry, I think all the time about how shitty I was uh, keeping in touch with my dad. I was just, like, really shitty about it, you know? And, like, a lot of it is because we had a really fraught relationship. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it also had its ebbs and flows. Sometimes we were great and, you know, we had really good communication. And sometimes, you know, we wouldn't talk for, like, a year plus. And I never knew, like, what my responsibility was there, you know, because... A lot of the time my mom would be like, he's the parent, Lily, he's the parent. But at the same time, it's like I'm a grown-ass adult. And sometimes, like, I just couldn't take the time or, like, yeah, or get get rid of, like, some fears um, that, you know, it would just be, like, an angry conversation and mm. instead of a good one. And then I would go into a spiral of, like you know, guilt and shame again. Like, I'm not there enough for him, and so he's mad at me. Like, you know, I think that there's so many things like that that can keep you from staying in contact with people because you just, it can just get so overwhelming, and the emotions behind it are so overwhelming that it's it's sometimes easier to just either frame things in this really like cold structured way of like, yes, this is how we communicate with each other. Or it's just easier not to communicate at all because of like how much it just like opens up Mm -hmm. like past pain and past shame and hurt. Right. But you know, excuse me. There was this one time where I just kind of let all of that go for some reason. And I wrote my dad this like really long letter just about what was going on in my life and what I was thinking about and like why I loved him and why I felt like we really like got each other like mentally and like 
how I was proud that I look like him and I have his nose and like it's it just like beautiful. I have Lily. no idea where it came from, but just like just one day it just like flowed out of me and I sent it to him. I never did anything like that again. And I regret it mm. because sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Because Woody died and and we went to clean out his house. That letter, and I had sent it like 10 years before, was on his desk. Oh. Like he read it every day. Oh. <laughs> and that is why sometimes I'm like, <laughs> how can I still be bad at keeping in touch with people? Uh, I don't think that you're bad at keeping in touch with people. And also, like, but it's so beautiful that you made the time and the space to, like, share that with him, though. I mean, just <laughs> sitting for a second, like, with the fact that, but you did do that with him. And he yeah. did have that letter. And it meant something to him. Yeah. And so other people take it person by person. But in that relationship, like, you did make the time. You did. Which is really a lovely thing. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I think I I think that that's just something to to think about and unpack. Is just that you know, there's lots of things that hold us back from doing things like that. But but maybe sometimes like, when you do it, you will you will be glad that you did. Yes. And, like, maybe it's, like, the the kind of offshoot thing where it's, like, yeah, you did it. Like, you didn't know what to expect, but you felt a moment of vulnerability and whatever else you were feeling. And you were, like, these are things that I want to say and I feel it's important to say them. And you did that and you put it out there not knowing what or how the end result would be. And it sounds like he never brought it up again, but it meant so much to him that you did it. And I think what you're saying is completely yeah completely like powerful honest and important which is like in a lot of ways the correspondence when you do those things and you're opening up to someone and telling them how much they mean to you or that you're thinking of them the gesture itself of doing that is maybe more important than even what you get back it's just yeah. kind of knowing <laughs> that this is a huge part of you that you you want them to know that you feel this way. Yeah. I mean, I think just communication is – it's really precious, but it's also so difficult. It's so and difficult. knowing, you know, what somebody is going to be receptive to and, and, and what you should say, what you can say, sort of what to avoid, like where are there going to be landmines, like where in your life are you – because, you know, a lot of it too, like – a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff with my dad was just like, I'm just trying to figure out my life right now. And I can't go through an emotional landmine of like a phone call with him. Cause you know, you would never know. Sometimes it would be great. And then sometimes he would yeah. just say something so cutting that you would be crushed for like a week. Yeah. You know, my sister and I used to have this thing that where when we would go visit him, like we would like one or the other of us would just like not have a great time yeah and like then both of us like afterward would kind of have to like take some time yeah after and just kind of sit with it and process it so you know I think like fraught relationships like that 
keeping in touch and trying to communicate. And every relationship has its like own nuances and yes. and things that you're navigating. And so I it's just it's way more complex sometimes, but then I guess at the same time Especially with family. Yeah. Like with family, it's so loaded. It's yeah. so loaded. And it's so, you know, it's this thing too where like when you're trying to, you know, be in contact with friends and other people, it's like this is an intimacy that you both try to bring to the friendship, right? There's a level that with family, it's like there's a built-in intimacy expectation. Yeah. And it's like we, you know, we're going to meet each other <laughs> at this place. But that narrative doesn't account for the fact that communication, as you say, is so difficult. Right. For even people who it's the easiest for, people in marriages who are like, We've been together for 25 years and suddenly now we can't talk. Or people who are like, oh, we, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's incredibly complex at its baseline. So yeah, it's the intimacy that you're expected to have with your family. There's a lot of expectation there. Right. Yeah. Because. There's also this thing where, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying before, like the all or nothing aspect of things where in there could be certain things that you just need to be in person for or, you know, are waiting to eventually be in person for. Mm -hmm. So it's like almost like not having regular communication in order to have like the major communication that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. I think that that happened a lot and happens a lot with me where I just sort of feel like I don't. I can't mend a rift until yeah. I'm like one on one with you, and yes. so I'm not. Yes. I'm not going to be able to just like casually text you like, "How's it going?" You know, yeah. without that element. But There's then, like an undertow there. But then you keep waiting for that to happen, and sometimes it just doesn't, it doesn't. happen for way too long. And that I hate that. That is one yeah. of the things that I hate the most. But at the same time, it's so hard to like heal certain things or get on the same page where you haven't been in a long time through phone calls and texts, especially for me. I just don't, I hate the phone. Well, I mean, and the problem with text and like letters and all of that is you can't hear the tone of the person's voice. I mean, yeah, you can do a phone call, but even then you can't see their face. Right. And there's so much, especially like if it's heavy and it's like emotionally loaded, there's so, there's so much opportunity for projection, right? Yeah. For you to like project onto them your fear of whatever it is they may or may not be thinking or feeling. And if you can't see them and if you can't hear them, there's just so much, too much room for interpretation. Yeah. And, and that's why, yeah, a lot of conversations, especially the ones that mean a lot, are best had in person. Mm-hmm. And that's not always an option. Right. Yeah. And I mean... You know, uh, I'm already an awkward person, as I said in the beginning of this episode, and I'm even more awkward on the phone to like almost like a heartbreaking degree. (laughs) So that's another thing too, where it's just, it's not a good space for me. It's not, I don't do well. I just don't. Yeah. I I know a lot of people who do not like being on the phone Mm-mm. ever at all. It's so funny because it's like uh, you and I have talked on the phone maybe a handful of times in our long friendship. Um, but it's it's really funny because when one or the other of us is calling the other, we're just like, 
Everything's either. okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You start off with like, hello, everything's fine. <laughs> Just yeah. calling Both you because. Way. Hi, I'm, everything's okay. Let's start there. Yeah, but like I either assume, yeah, that something is totally wrong or now I think we both are kind of like if we're in our cars, it's it's going to, it might be a phone call because it's a hands-free situation. Yeah, like that's been something that's happened more lately because we'll be planning something logistically and I'm like, I'm driving and I know you're driving because we both just left work and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like text. Um, and then I'm like, nope, that's not safe. So then I just call you. Mm-hmm. The other time that I think I called you was when my car broke down, like oh, I ran right. out of gas yeah. and I was like, I could text you, but I'm like, fuck that. I don't have time for this shit. So mm-hmm. I'd like picked up the phone. Yeah. But there have been a handful of times where it's like, you call for this. Right. And well, and it's funny cause like, I don't, answer my phone very often when people call but like when it, oh this is probably bad but like the people who call the least frequently I'll be like hello what's going on are you okay yes well that's the first place your mind goes to because like yeah. if they're not if they don't call like my mom like calls right you know so I'm like I think my mom's the only person who consistently calls me actually she call yeah I think I'm with you on that yeah oh Jamie calls oh right yeah, does Steph, Steph calls you. I've heard you guys like, but you call each other to check in here and there. Not really. I do call her when I suspect that she has left work and I want to figure out what we're doing for dinner. Yeah. Because then she can answer in her car and not text while driving. Yes. It's a safety issue. Safety. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think my mom is the only person who calls me. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. My mom is too. And, and even... Then my mom doesn't call me that often because, you know, a lifetime with me will teach you. <laughs> Willie she doesn't could like just it. be in the woods and <laughs> yeah. she hasn't plugged her phone in in a For month. For like so, six weeks. Yeah. It was a really long time. Oh my God. Linda. <laughs> Which I will tell you all about. Yeah. But I mean, oh my God, the ways we've put our moms through hell. Oh my God. Well, oof. Yeah, I mean... They deserve it. No. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, it, it, there's that thing, right? Where, like, at that age, especially, you're differentiating and you're establishing your own independence. But yeah. like you say, yeah, front cortex not fully developed. Right. I mean, so you are just... You're doing the best you can with what you've got. Yeah. And, and, you're, and you're, in your mind's eye, you're invincible and you're immortal and you're, you know, like... Yeah, I, I okay. So I just I, I had a thought that it might be really interesting to kind of unpack, you know, at some point. But then also like sort of within the context of this conversation, the ways in which, um, sort of like how we were earlier before, you know, we like fully matured. Yeah. How that still informs how our family views us because oh my again, God. like my I'm much more willing to communicate now and and I'm. I'm a little bit more available in certain ways and than I was, you know, but but they still have that mentality. Really hates being contacted. She hates it when you text her. Like don't Oh my god, don't don't even even try to call her. No. But I but it's totally it is totally different now. You know, I'm not great at it, but I do enjoy Dare I say the lack of communication between us and them probably contributes to these false narratives right 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 even though maybe not because sometimes I have friends and people I love very much whose parents have just written them into a box and Mm -hmm. no amount of empirical evidence is even going to change change that yeah Yeah. it's just kind of like that's 
that's well, they're where, this way and they've always and I'm been that comfortable way. with that yeah. that I've written them into this corner that's the comfortable corner that I'm gonna keep them in mm. yeah so mm. who knows yeah hell is other people <laughs> <laughs> other people who don't respond um, no, I'm just kidding no there's like me exactly no I mean I think that I want to get better but within, in so many ways, right? So I want to get better at getting back to people and, you know, keeping healthy dialogues open. Yeah. But then I also want to be better at just, you know, where my boundaries are working and where they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of like designating a better, a better time frame for phone interaction. Yeah. You know. I agree. Yeah, that's like the end goal is just to kind of like try to make peace with it and try to find a place where you're happy and then and by happy I mean you're you're okay saying some of it I just have to let go of because I'm not going to always be on top of it. Right. And like the Brene Brown thing I brought up earlier like her buying belated birthday cards and just being comfortable and being like, like, yes, I'm late again. Yeah. Like this is me. And also like making peace with like, there's nothing wrong with me. It's not, I'm not broken, wrong, awful, shitty. You're not inherently like unthoughtful. No. Yeah. Those things aren't true. It's just, this is, this is the method of how you do this. And, and is it quote unquote ideal? I don't know. It's up to whoever's making that call. Well, and then also like, it's interesting to also think about, is it more or less valid that I prefer in-person one-on-one time, even though that's not always possible, and that's like my preferred method of communication, is that less valid than somebody whose preferred method is sending birthday cards and Christmas cards, and that's how they like to communicate? No, because... But me not being good at that, and I don't respond or reciprocate in their way, you know... I mean, I feel like, you know, I'm about to do like a big sweep under the rug here, maybe (laughs) to some people, but I really believe this. I think like, generally speaking, I feel like most people are not malicious. They're not withholding. We're all just doing the best we can with what we've got. And some people that makes them, and you know, and I think all the time I'm, I'm married and I don't have children. I should be the best person in the world at sending birthday cards and texts right. and anniversaries. You have all the time in the world. There's all the yeah. time in the world. Like, what else am I doing? But then I have to, like, remember that, like, that's a narrative that I fucking wrote that's bullshit. Mm. That I actually have a very busy and full life. Yeah. And just because I don't do this, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. Right. And Meaning is not only where you find it, but it's also where you put forth the energy to make it happen, right? So it's kind of like, just like you, like you do better in person. You excel there. It's like me. Like sometimes I am hyper communicative. Other times I just like go MIA. Mm -hmm. And like it's, that's just who I am. And hopefully I've gotten to a place where I'm old enough where the people around me that I'm close to understand that. And even if they're not happy about it, they can make concessions in the same way that we do when we care about people, you know, because we all do that for each other. Mm -hmm. You know, 
it's like I said earlier, like, well, there's a reason you move out of the house. You know what I mean? Like you get older, friends are the family that you choose and you, you choose to forgive and accept the things about them that maybe, you know, she's not the best at getting back to me, right? but that's just her. Right. And also, I mean, just, I hope that I can trust the people in my life to say, Hey, it it's actually hurting me because you haven't responded very much at all to me. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like we were closer in this way and, like, what's up with that? You know, I, I do sort of sometimes need that, like, um, for lack of a better word, bitch slap honesty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Hey Lily, guess what? You are actually hurting my feelings, and within yeah. reason. If I feel like that, that is you know like a valid complaint. And yeah, I'm not like I'm the one to judge, but I just mean if it's not if it's not constant or like coming from a place that I don't trust or 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 is breaking my own boundaries. You know, if somebody just says like, "Hey, guess what? Like you kind of went on my own a on me for a bit," and that sort of broke some trust or some, you know, feelings of closeness to you that I don't know how to get back. You know what I mean? I think that, that, and I need to do that with people too, when I feel that way, Yeah, because it has happened in the past. And, you know, I, I've, I've done that to a degree and sometimes it's successful. Sometimes it's not. I mean, it totally depends on the situation, but yeah, I think just, I do crave a lot more honesty these days where it's just like, just tell me. Yeah. If I fucked up, just tell me. I don't got time for the other shit. Yeah. And it's also like. And I can only do so much about it too. So, you know, if I fucked up and I'm like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. I just don't have the bandwidth right now to like really focus on anything other than like X, Y, Z things that are going on in my life. But thank you for telling me and I appreciate you. And I, you know. Yeah. It's all you can do. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I say that should be the goal, that we all just try the best we can to fucking keep in communication. And if you feel like you've been slighted or, you know, or you're hurt, reach out to the person. And And I also really love, you know, first of all, Thank you for being so vulnerable and honest. Sorry I cried. No, 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 no. I mean, it's... It's such an important thing, though, to really put yourself out there with the people that you care about. And even if the timing doesn't seem right, and maybe even especially if the timing doesn't seem right. I mean, I will just say, like, if anybody who's listening is kind of on the fence about, you know, reaching out to somebody or they've just been on your mind or or you just have like a random feeling of outpouring and and you've written somebody something I mean I don't think you'll regret sending it so I would just encourage you to do it because you never know and you do it for you yeah yes you do it for them because you love them but the majority of is you're doing it for yourself because you want them to know. Mm-hmm. And it means something to you that they know how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you're like, I don't know what response I'll get, do it anyway. Yeah. Because then at least you have peace of mind knowing that you put it out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With freedom of like no expectations. Yeah. 
Episode six. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <sighs> Ooh. Yeah. Some unpacking. Brought to you mm-hmm. by Four Roses. Not really, <laughs> but it could be Four Roses. And Halloween candy. And Halloween candy. <laughs> um, Keep in touch, Four Roses. Yeah. And <laughs> correspondence. Let us know. How do you really feel? Um, speaking of correspondence, please reach out to us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can email us at shampod, uh, Gmail, mm-hmm. And uh, our socials are at shampod. Um website is shampod.com yep thanks for listening we uh, are in awe of the support the feedback and we're just really glad that you're here with us thank you so much for all of that yeah yeah um yeah so until next week take good care of yourself bye we'll talk to you in a week bye (laughs)